Welcome to The Secret Life of Parkinson's, a podcast trying to break the barriers and stigma around PD to lessen the fear. It's a disease no one likes to talk about. When people hear Parkinson's, they're afraid, even if they don't know exactly what it is. This podcast is led by Parkinson's patients talking about their daily life with PD. I'm your host, Jessica Krauser. Hi, and welcome back to The Secret Life of Parkinson's. I'm your host, Jessica Krauser, and I'm with my co-host, Brian Baker. Hey, hey. And we have a very special guest. Another our, very special Another guest. very special guest wow. right from our gym, PD Next Steps. We have Karen Downing. Nice welcome. to be here. It's, Thank you. It's so good to have you here. It's good to be here. I've enjoyed <laughs> all the podcasts up to this point, so it's a thrill to be part of one. Well, good. I will, I'm excited to have you share our, your story with us. Um, I, uh, I met, Karen and I met three years ago when I started working out yes. and um, I always remembered you specifically at the gym because you were the only one who would answer Melissa's questions. <laughs> Does <laughs> um, that tell you something about yeah. I can't quit talking? <laughs> <laughs> no, but it was really good, good because then it's, you know, it allowed us to stop doing squats at some <laughs> point. So, um, but again, very happy to have you here. Um, so let's just first start off with um, when you were when were you diagnosed with Parkinson's? I was diagnosed five years ago, uh, 2017. I probably knew something, but it, it, until they say the words, you just are in de- denial and you don't want to know anything about it. So that was hard. How um, old were you when you were diagnosed? 72, okay. 73. <laughs> five years ago, I'm 78, okay. so <laughs> you do the math. <laughs> so what, what did you know about parkinson's then and how do you what do you think what's different of what you know about it now like is there a difference i didn't know anything i just remember sitting in the car in the parking garage very upset and crying and Mm. and then trying to get out of the parking garage and they said but you paid for your ticket a half an hour ago what have you been doing and it yeah it was just not not a good scene so (laughs) just trying to gather information it's and uh it's real easy to gather medical information, mm-hmm. but real hard to figure out what you're supposed to do and how you're supposed to deal with it. And and started out going to some of the delay the disease classes and ended up with one where you're sitting in a chair all the time exercising. And I don't know, a couple months later, I said to somebody, I, I, I think I need more than this, mm-hmm. you know, because there was nobody even there to guide you and say, I think you need something a little bit better than just sitting in a chair doing exercises. So... Fortunately, my daughter-in-law knew Melissa. Oh, oh and that's that how you was, know. Okay. That was yeah. She worked with her in Dub- Dublin schools, uh-huh. and so she gave me Melissa's name, and that's how I got a hold of her. And so it was it was and, uphill from there. And how often do you exercise? Right now, I do two times a week. Um, I used to box, and I'm going to start boxing. So I'm going to box two times a week and do Melissa's class two times a week. Okay. And hopefully I can get up in the mornings and walk. And exercise has always been a part of your life, correct? No. Oh. No, no. And if you ask me, do I like exercise, (laughs) I would probably have to say no. I do not. (laughs) Still don't. That's okay. I know. But uh, no. But you really never exercised before this? No. Oh, maybe a couple uh, Richard Simmons fun times (laughs) in front of the TV. Never. But so you started exercising at 72. Yes. Yes. How has that changed your every day? You know, it, it's given me a lot of confidence. Um, I'm stronger than most women my age, mm-hmm. I think. Um, I recently had a six-minute walk test for through my cardiologist where you walk as fast as you can for six minutes while they mo- monitor heart rate. 
um, and, and all that stuff. And uh, I did it with a mask on because it was in a hospital because I got more I got more points if I kept the mask on. Oh my gosh. And I did fantastic. He said I was, he said, you are better than most 78 year old women I know. And I said, and they don't have Parkinson's. Yeah. And he said, you're right. <laughs> but so you were at a cardiologist. I was, yes. So is there, what did, did, is there something else then that you have besides Parkinson's? Yes. Um, I've always been short of breath when I walk upstairs and hills uh, my whole life. That okay. was not never an issue. But towards the end of Zoom, uh, when I hadn't gone back to the gym yet, I realized that I could not finish one of the workouts. I'd have to sit down and rest. I was so short of breath. So I um, it, it went on for a few months and then I started questioning and asking what I should do. And I went to, oh my goodness, ear, nose, and throat because you could have vocal cord dysfunction that causes shortness of breath. Huh. Um, I had a swallowing study. I went to pulmonology. So finally got into some heart issues and found out that I had heart failure. And um, that was probably the cause of some weight gain and, and the definite shortness of breath. So I saw mm -hmm. a cardiologist um, and started on a no salt, low sodium diet, mm -hmm. uh, not re restricting liquid intake to two, two, two liters. Well, hopefully two liters. I yeah. <laughs> sort of go past that. Um, and and, and uh, sorry, monitoring my weight every day mm -hmm. uh, to see that I hadn't gained weight because that would show that I had fluid in, you know, uh, increase. So I've worked really hard at it and I'm doing so much better. It's, it's really amazing. That's great. I know. Oh, it's really good. I'm glad you're doing better. I was a stage three when I went in, which is not very good, and I'm a stage one now. So oh, I think wow. it just shows that... Now, I still have heart disease. It's sort of like with Parkinson's, yeah. I'm exercising and doing better, but I still have it, you know, so. Now, are, any, are the two related or anything? No. Okay. I don't think so, no. I just uh, um, I, I just tell people, well, I have all these diseases, but for having them, I'm doing really well. Now, um, I know in your past, before Parkinson's, you also had to deal with other health issues. Right, I had breast cancer starting back in 92, and I had lumpectomy and ra radiation, and then 10 years later, I had breast cancer again in the same breast, so I had mastectomy, and five years after that, I had it in the other breast, and oh. they said, we can just do radiation, and I said, no, no thank you. I don't wanna do that daily, Just mm -hmm. I'll just have a mastectomy. So, and then after that, I truly believe that the radi, well, I know the ra radiation damaged my, my ribs, and I had to have oh. two ribs removed right, right before I was diagnosed in 2017. And uh, uh, it may have been the cause of my heart disease. They will not confirm that, yeah. but I have it, so we'll go from there. Yeah. So yeah, but a few things. <laughs> Got a couple things on your Just plate. Just a few, yeah. Yeah, that's unbelievable. Yeah. But, but do you feel good? I do. I mean, you know, most days I get up and I feel really great. By the end of the day, you ask me how I feel. Mm -hmm. The body doesn't move well. There's a lot of pain. You got that? You know, do you guys feel mm -hmm. that at all? Mm -hmm. yeah. I mean, it's just really hard. What do you deal with mostly with your PD symptoms? Like, what do you experience? Tremor. Do you? I do. I do. That's, uh, and probably the, the body stiffness and things, mm -hmm. but tremor is probably the one that, that, um, um, bothers me the most because as you said Brian it's visible you know you can't you can't hide it sometimes so um, uh, they'll just keep dealing with that until I decide I need to do something else about it so talk to us a little bit about you know like we get we all get a little something different out of our 
community what are the some of the things that you enjoy most out of the, the parkinson's community the parkinson's community that you've created around you probably first of all being to get through what getting through one of the sets of exercises for an hour <laughs> and still be standing and smiling at the end of it that's that's the first thing but you actually i mean and you actually did a a burpee for the first time i did day. yeah a real one yeah yeah <laughs> only one hey, so i do modified time. ones but a real one that about killed me but that's the thing i i, I think people without you know um people who aren't living with parkinson's they always they'll say like oh like i can't do because if they're older right. like oh, i can't do that or my parents will say like mm -hmm. i'm not you know there's no way i could do that it's like actually you can yes you can you can i used to not be able to hop melissa said you can hop so i kept working on it and i can hop mm -hmm. you know so th those are little things but it's it's the big things of actually um being there with the other people that's that's the key you know just seeing somebody else that is struggling like you are and mm -hmm. being able to c commiserate with them and and um just know that we're all in this with each other and we support each other Great, great friends. What has it done for you having like that social aspect? Because, um, you know, with Parkinson's, um, people with Parkinson's versus, you know, the friends that you have had before Parkinson's. Like, what's the difference? I, I think just that you have this great thing in common that, mm -hmm. that you don't want. Mm -hmm. But uh, it just gives you somebody that you can you can bond with and talk with and you know, go out to lunch with or, or text and say, how are you doing today? And, or, hey, I've missed you at the gym. How about, you know, let's meet up. You know, I'm going on Thursday. Why don't you come? And then we'll go get a cup of coffee mm -hmm. or something. So just great people, great friendships that I, I know are, I, I just uh, am so grateful that yeah. I found this group. I mean, the other groups that I was in, which were good to start, but they did not have this feeling of, uh, you could get to know each other mm -hmm. you know it was sort of a a sterile atmosphere yeah. i think so i i just love this yeah yeah oh, good. my sister's even come once to exercise i know yeah i met your sister yeah. i said hey come back again i'm doing harder <laughs> stuff this time she went well I'll think about it yeah <laughs> yeah jess's husband showed up once too. Yeah. <laughs> and so yeah. did my sister she's only been once <laughs> and they're they're impressed it's hard yeah i know and they're impressed and and it is a certain amount of of pride that I can do them, you know. Mm -hmm. So we'll just see how I can do when I'm 80. <laughs> what do you think, what um, exercise has helped you the most, do you think, with like your, just your day-to-day -day life? Because you're a busy, uh, you're a busy Probably person. just the, the exercises with my legs going up and down the stairs, uh -huh. uh, getting in and out of the car. Mm -hmm. um, uh, so, of course, you know, you, you go in and the warm-up, sometimes I'm exhausted <laughs> after the warm-up and I go, I'm ready to go home, you yeah. know, and um, we and do the warm up seeing all the things on the board that she has planned for us. And it's like, okay, but, and then I but end do up it. at the end of it and I do, and I take a picture of the board so I can show people what yeah. I did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just a, a feeling of accomplishment and I know I'm helping myself, you know. And you're pretty active with, you know, your family, yes. right? You have uh, kids and have grandkids. Kids and grandkids and a great-grandson. That's what I yes, thought. Yes, I do. Aww. So I'm excited, yes. That's first so first great-grandchild, so. So uh, does, did, did it ever bother, bother you, I guess, when, or maybe one of the things you thought about when you were diagnosed with Parkinson's of like, what this is gonna make you feel like or look like in the future, like in the future where you are right now, oh, when it absolutely. comes to your children? Absolutely, because I don't know 
um, <laughs> this isn't probably nice to say, my goal is to not be here before that gets bad, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so that's that's what I'm looking at. Uh, so I think one of the hardest things with Parkinson's was, being, was t- telling my kids. Yeah. That, that to me was very difficult. I didn't, they're older, so they weren't like little kids. Yeah. But, uh, and then, you know, how the did they worry, handle it? They're guys, so yeah. you know, love you guys. But you know, they not not a lot of of just okay. Whatever you need, you tell us, we'll do. We're mm-hmm. there for you, you know. Mm-hmm. But uh, uh, that's just the way guys handle things, and that's cool. Are you open with them and others of like what you need help with or don't need help with? We haven't gotten to that yet. I mean, occasionally. I, I will, you know, need their help with things, and they're they're always there. Mm-hmm. But uh, uh, I'm pretty independent, mm-hmm. so uh, so far I haven't needed a whole lot of help. So we'll just put that for down the road. Yeah, I just know we talked to a few people before that um, they they realized they're like we, you know, we have to have like as the person with Parkinson's, we have to be more open and communicating. Like, you know, I know it looks like I need help, mm-hmm. but I don't. I'm right. okay. Or on yes. the flip side. Why aren't you asking me more often, or why aren't you That's doing true. this yes. more often? Things, things. I do notice a few things if we're out, like on a vacation. You know, the the granddaughters are a little bit more hands on of helping, of making sure I'm doing stairs okay, mm-hmm. and and you know, sons calling a little bit more often than they used to to just say, hey, how are you? Mm-hmm. You know, that kind of thing. So, and uh, I, I hate to put that burden on them, but yet again, it's nice. To know that they care yeah. and they, they want to do what they I, I think that's that's my biggest fear is losing my independence yeah. you know like i don't want to have to have somebody else take care of me and especially my son you know i was like I, of course I don't, nobody wants to put that burden on on the family member. no nobody wants well i suppose there are a few people that do but <laughs> most people don't and i know my sisters and i took care of our parents and i knew how hard it was but i also know how rewarding it was and how glad that we did it so mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's you know you can go bo- both ways with that but yeah I'm I'm with you I I don't want that to happen either. So over the five years now that you've had it, when you were first diagnosed, I feel like we all always have a feeling of we think we're going to be like this in a year or in two years. Did you ever think that you would be as well as you are? I really didn't. I did really. I didn't give it a whole lot of thought because I didn't want to look ahead and see what mm-hmm. might happen. I mean, I know, I know, just knowing some people that 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 have Parkinson's that that are not able to get out as much as as I am and exercise. Um, I I'm farther along than I ever thought I would be. Mm-hmm. I, I really am, and I'm very, very happy about that. Mm-hmm. But none of us knows what tomorrow will bring, so we just keep plugging along. Just like I said, the tremors are beginning to be annoying mm. so we'll see what what will happen with that are there any resources that you used that you would recommend to other people like things that you know we talked to the parkinson's foundation i know we talk a lot about michael j fox foundation is there even just maybe your own neurologist like is there one resource or maybe if it's pd next steps like one resource that helped the most definitely pd next steps mm-hmm. um uh, my nurse practitioner in Ohio State is very accessible through my chart. That's good. Any things that I have, I volunteered for as many research studies yeah, that they right. have You've done going research on. Too. I have. Which yes. ones are you allowed to talk about? Which ones you have done, or what, like what, how you got into those? Yes. Well, I used to work at Ohio State in okay. the neurology department. So you did. 
worked with neuromuscular research oh, patients. I, I was that. a research coordinator. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, so so I sort of had a little, little, and I knew yeah. a few people, but um, the, the first one I did was just a study that wasn't going to help me at all. It was uh, to determine a better way to diagnose Parkinson's, Lewy hmm. body disease, and Alzheimer's. Oh. And it just involved a lot of MRIs, a lot of CAT scans, a lot of different tests mm-hmm. that they would look at down the road and hopefully be able to figure out ways to diagnose those things better. Hmm. I did, I'd like that one because uh, it wasn't like a placebo controlled anything. Okay, yeah, yeah. And then I did one that was a light study and I probably can't talk about that because it's still going on. Okay. But, you know, just um, whether uh, looking at this light for certain periods of time mm-hmm. would, would help. So, okay. and, and then I tried to qualify for another one, but I had to be off some medications and I didn't do well with that. So I didn't do that. But I yeah. thought that's the one we talked about during COVID yeah. when we used to do those phone, like those yes, group conversations. Yes. So I really I like, wanted to be part of yeah. that because it was for people that had off times and, mm-hmm. and to have a, me- a new medication that would carry them through those, those off times. But, uh, I'll have now, to check and see if they have any different ones going on at Ohio State. I was going to say, so I know you kind of have the, an in of knowing mm-hmm. that, but how can other people find out about being a part of clinical trials? Oh, you know goodness how? sakes. I know there's things on, on the website, yeah. and I, I will find out and give you that information okay, we'll, that we'll you can share at the next yeah. time. Yeah, because there are lots of different trials. There, <clears throat> uh, through the, the ones that do their DBS at Ohio State, they have a lot of trials mm-hmm. that go on with that as well. Yeah. So. Yeah, I, I will find out. Yeah, that would be great to yeah. share with everybody. Yeah. Yeah, I know the Michael J. Fox Foundation has the a list of all the yeah. research things. I I signed up for multiple and never heard anything back. Or, oh really? Well, yeah. that's the thing. I think when you look at it from like Ohio State, yeah. or like the right, local you, ones, you at least find yeah. out if you qualify and yeah. and yeah. have to meet certain inclusion criteria and and certain things that you can't have. You know, exclusion criteria and then. Uh, you can be a part of that. Sometimes mm-hmm. they're placebo controlled. Sometimes they're not. But mm-hmm. it just I I've always in, I've always wanted to be a part of that and help find the answers. Yeah. You know, and I guess yeah. working in as a clinical research coordinator, uh, dealing with other people that had neuromuscular d- diseases um, and their reasons for wanting to help as well. It's it's the same. You know, yeah. you just you want to find answers so that other people don't have this. Yeah. Great. Thank you so much for coming You're on. Welcome. It's always thank a joy you. to exercise with you. So thank you so much for joining us for this. This was very You're welcome. Very thank you helpful. guys so much. Thank you. Well, thank you again for tuning in. Um, like we said, we will uh, share the information that you can find clinical trials that are potentially going on near you. Um, but please don't forget that at any age you can start exercising. You started at the age of 72 exercising for the first time. So whether if it's at home or at a gym, find those resources out there that are available to you, and good luck. Thanks for tuning in. The Secret Life of Parkinson's is produced by Melissa Carlson and Steve Brandenburg. To contact us, email info at thesecretlifeofpd.org. The Secret Life of Parkinson's is not responsible or liable for any medical advice, diagnosis, course of treatment, or any other information obtained through this podcast. The information provided by The Secret Life of Parkinson's is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Never disregard professional medical advice or delay in seeking it because of something you heard on this podcast you are encouraged to consult a physician for a definitive diagnosis.